You're listening to Campus Review Radio. Can you just run us through the key points of the report? Yeah, so this is a um, really interesting report about um, the backdrop being the future of work and where we're going in a very uncertain um, work life and engagement in kind of the future with particularly young people is what this report is for, although it could be for um, any number of people. And there are three real highlights in this report. Um, We interviewed, or we didn't interview, we analysed 2.7 million jobs and looked at 4,600 diverse skills that were requested across those jobs um, and across 600 occupations. And um, we were really interested in looking at what the similar skills were because what this job, what this, this research showed us was that there were seven new clusters of work in the Australian economy um, and that when somebody trains for one job in a cluster, um, it could unlock up to 13 others. And that's because we've looked at how the skills and capabilities were portable within one cluster not in a job per se, but actually across multiple jobs. And that's a whole new way of thinking about jobs focused on skills and capabilities rather than particular jobs um, and how they're linked in ways that we hadn't imagined. And can you just give us an example of some of the clusters? Yeah, so there's seven clusters and not all clusters are equal. And I think one of the things the report does is it also shows... Um, a couple of things. So um, if you are a young person with a particular passion or interest or area, it shows what some of the other jobs in that cluster might be and how you might access them again um, in a less random way, maybe than um, certainly maybe than your parents might have thought, you know, what you were doing. Um, And there's a good example of um, a young woman in the report who Um, was very interested in a job in the kind of carer's role, wanted to do health sciences. Um, You know, she's been waitressing, but in fact she quits her waitress job and just gets a a local dental surgery kind of assistant job, um, gains the skills in being kind of comfortable with people and also personal hygiene, which is all a big part of the health field, um, and then goes on to study... Um, in that carers cluster through some other jobs before taking on the health sciences sort of um, role. And so there's this whole idea that, um, you know, while you're in a cluster and particularly trying to get an early stage job, you should treat the jobs in the cluster as stepping stones. And so the carers, which is the one that that young woman example is about, is one of the growing clusters Um, The other clusters are the technologists, of course, um, which is a whole lot of skills around understanding and manipulating digital technology. Um, The designers is also a growth cluster, which is all about, you know, STEM, but also how you deploy those skills into various and um, other industries. Um, The generators is a little bit smaller, um, but that's around retail sales and hospitality and entertainment. And then the ones that we know already that um, have got lower growth, 
things like the coordinators, so that's a cluster around administration and behind the scenes processing and service basics, and of course the artisans who are the manual tasks and construction. But you know, again, you know, there's a great case study in our report of a labourer who ends up having enough skills and capabilities that they can articulate with a little bit of upskilling into kind of a construction estimator, which is a different skill with more digital skills in it, but they're actually able to articulate that um, through a kind of a cluster approach. And when young people are deciding on their careers, they're receiving advice from all sorts of people. So what does this, what do these findings mean for those who are giving out this advice? Yeah, so there's a couple, I mean, there's a lot to everyone in this. James, I mean, number one, obviously students, as we've talked about, it gives, it takes the kind of randomness out of the whole thing. And also, it also disabuses, I think, you know, early job seekers and students of this idea that you've got to find one dream job um, because a cluster has many jobs and you could step from one to the other to the other. And it's the underlying skills and capabilities that are portable that you learn that are in a cluster that are really powerful for you in order to unlock the next job. So kind of takes away, it kind of liberates you from the, I've got to have one job and I've got to find the one job, which is really powerful. Um, for employers, it's very, very important for them to understand that in a cluster, again, there are a set of skills and capabilities that are portable. We've had you know, employers have a focus on the job. Again, we're saying look beyond the job and talk about and think about what are the skills and capabilities that actually sit across a whole heap of jobs and you could you could then have a bigger workforce to attract or, or to draw on. For careers, advisors or teachers, um, you know, it's very clear that career advice is, is a thing of the past. I mean, we have no idea really what the jobs in the next 10 years will be. We know and through our other research that issues like automation and globalization and an insecure and flexible job market are gonna be the norm. Um, so again, you know, the best thing and the most powerful thing that we can do is unlock um, ideas like this, which is that jobs are in clusters, that some clusters have got better um, prospects in the future and are going to have stronger growth in the Australian economy than others but even within a cluster there are there are opportunities to develop an upskill retrain without having to go and get another whole degree or masters which has actually been the path till now for many students um, and then secondly career management really is the only thing that we can genuinely talk to uh, young people and, and, and job seekers about, which is, you know, our other, our new work order research says you can expect a 15 year old to have up to 17 jobs, five different careers um, in the future. So managing that is incredibly important. How do you manage your finance, yourself financially? How do you manage to describe what you're doing? <laughs> How do you manage to actually be doing more than one thing at once? Because sometimes you might be freelancing or consulting another time, you might be working for yourself on a project or you might be working for someone else in, in an organisation. And sometimes people are doing two of those things at least at once. So how do you manage that? And how do you articulate that into a kind of a narrative 
um, is one of the most important things that um, can happen. And then obviously for teachers similarly um, and for parents who are wondering, you know, why is my son or daughter kind of keeping on just trying to keep on getting the next degree or doesn't seem to be having a any kind of linear path, that's because there are no linear paths, but these clusters really help us think about um, how jobs are joined up in ways we hadn't understood before, um, how the core skills and capabilities are portable in those, um, and then also how you, you do not necessarily, because we've got more portability than we thought, you don't have to go and get another one or two or <laughs> degrees or masters. Sometimes it may be a small amount of retraining or upskilling that actually unlocks another set of jobs for you. And you said that um, career career advising is a, is a thing of the past, but couldn't more or less be reformed to advise kids on into which cluster they should be focusing on? Yeah, so absolutely. Um, and that's why I said it's more about management because, again, you know, right now careers advice you know, we, we discovered that there's a hundred occupa- a thousand occupations in Australia um, at the moment, and there's a you know there's one book that gets put on the desk of a year eleven saying here's the my futures book, or, mm-hmm. and it's actually not helpful. So yes, the clusters absolutely help because we've taken all that and distilled it into something that's much much clearer, um, and you can see pathways. Um, the other thing is that, again, because it's not about jobs, then careers advisors are going to have to help people think about articulating skills and capabilities, including enterprising skills and capabilities, articulating how they're linked, um, but also this idea about... Um, and the other reason that I think it's really hard to do career advice is, again, if there's some time in your life where you're going to be self-employed or freelancing or working for yourself um that again is a is is a particular skill set Entre- being entrepreneurial and and being self-employed is a particular capability again which um you can't really advise on it's it's something that you need to um have practice at and experience and work at so we can definitely repurpose career advice today and into the future, we really should, but we should think about it as education and development and management across the whole of your life. And you mentioned in the press release that young people need um, better information to make good decisions. Could you elaborate on that point? Yeah, I think it's the same thing, right? So it comes back to the thousand, the book with a thousand jobs in it, you know, that's dumped down on the desk um, as part of career advice. Um, You know, it's just about the clusters in this context particularly gives really good information about where prospects are, um, where movement is within a cluster. Um, And then, you know, you add to that our previous work, which says that there are a set of absolutely fundamental now enterprising skills that used to be called soft skills, you know, and then were called 21st century skills but they are enterprising skills. They are this, if you can articulate your ability to be a problem solver, to communicate, to present, to analyze, to be innovative, to be collaborative and to work collaboratively. You know, the new basics report 
um, which was our last report six months ago, showed that not only were employers weighting those technical and enterprising skills equally, they were paying a premium for the enterprising skills. So up to $9,000 more if you could demonstrate your ability to problem solve or demonstrate your communication and presentation skills, for instance. So, you know, this report, the new mindset really says we need to think about all of this differently. Um, it's really liberating, I think, and it should build a lot of confidence in young people, but for educators, for employers, for careers, um, advisors, it means that we've got to have a new mindset around all of this. We've got to rethink skills and capabilities as technical and as enterprising. We've got to articulate them. Um, we have to understand it's fantastic, by the way, that ACARA for the first time next year are going to help us work out how to measure enterprising skills. All these are really powerful moves in the right direction around the new mindset.